Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode here on the podcast for Aloha Android. How are you guys doing this week? Um, so let's just kind of get started with formalities here. And uh, first off is that I intend to move into a studio space. I'm currently looking at locations to have a studio space. And in that way, um, the content will be just slightly better. But besides that, we've got a couple of things to discuss today. And obviously, I am basically recording the first half of the segment to go up on the YouTube channel. But once that segment's over, for those on YouTube, if you guys want to hear the rest of the podcast, you guys know where to go. Link it in the description for you guys to check out the audio version on Anchor or your favorite podcast sources. Those will be available for you guys. So we're going to start Pixel 4a. That's what we're going to be talking about in the first segment today as it's there's a billboard that shows the pricing of the Pixel 4a and just the fact that they're going to launch it. Now, this comes in the stem where Apple has already basically released that they are not going to release the iPhone 9. It's been delayed. Those people looking for a $400 iPhone, I am so sorry for you guys. I know you guys were anticipating it. And that's probably one of the things that's going on in the mobile tech community is the fact is, is that people are willing to pay less than and sacrifice some features, you know? Um, Front Page Tech says it all the time. Compromise over innovation. And that is a very true statement. People are no longer okay of paying over $1,000 for a smartphone. But the Pixel 4a does much more than that. Even though it's going to be running at a price of $399, there's not an XL version for this device. Therefore, there's only one of the A series by Google Pixel. And it should be that way. I mean, to have a regular version, an XL version, you know, that's just... that. That is just, yeah, it's, it's it's weirded out. I mean, the device is a 5.8-inch display. We've seen that already. And while some people may frown upon that because they like bigger phones, well, it is what it is. If you don't like that, you can go with the 4XL. Uh, you can go with that model version. And I think that's pretty much why they have condensed it down to just having one of the A-series coming out and then two of their flagship sizes being the, the small and bigger. But... Um, yesterday's video on YouTube, I basically posted up, showed um, the specifications for it. Okay, so it's running mid-range, and we pretty much know that it's going to. Uh, it's following the same footprint as the Pixel 3a from last year, and I do believe that this device will outsell the Pixel 4, which is kind of a crazy thing that it will outsell the Pixel 4, not because of the Pixel 4's shortcomings, but for the fact is, is again, people are looking for good devices that's not going to break their wallet, and that's the whole point that other people are pushing that narrative is to say that. I mean, what better way to have a great stock, rich Android experience with the Pixel 4a and only spend $400 for it? Why not? I mean, one of the big selling points of the Pixel device is it's still photography, and that's what it is synonymous with. That's why people look at the Pixel 4a and the, and the Pixel devices and say, okay, this is why I'm going to get it. So um, could it be the best Android device released? Who knows? Um, is it being impacted by the da-da-da-da? Who knows? We, we we will see more of it, but we do know that Google I.O. has been canceled, so therefore the unveiling of the Pixel 4a may just be broadcasted on YouTube on a live stream. I haven't seen anything stir up really talking about it if they're going to do like a live stream event. Um, I know certain events are being canceled because of the da-da-da-da, and therefore um, they're either going to broadcast 
or um, figure some other way out to have some sort of event for everybody else, uh, which we will get into more detail on the podcast. So at this moment, the first segment is ending. You guys know what to do. If you want to hear the rest of it, just go ahead and go to your favorite podcast sources and find my podcast, Aloha Android. It is on there on various different podcast sources. Or if you use Anchor, you guys can find me on there. That is my main source for the podcast. I do thank you guys for checking out the video on YouTube. Subscribe if you guys want to. Hit the bell icon to be notified when I upload videos. And as always, aloha. And so now we got that pretty much that segment done. Um, diving a little bit more here on the podcast is really just kind of talking about um, the effects of the coronavirus and how that's impacting a lot of companies. Uh, we do see major companies basically stalling out on their um, events. Uh, Google I.O. canceled. Um, Apple canceling its uh, event to unveil the the iPhone 9. And one of the craziest things that I noticed is, is that um, there was rumors speculating that there were two different iPhones that were going to be coming out. Um, after doing extensive research, I am not hearing anything about a secondary uh, low-budget and um, not Android, Apple device that would be coming out. So it's still pretty much on the iPhone 9 going for $399. I was told that there was one that was going to be like the iPhone SE, but a little bit bigger, and it was going to cost $299. But there's nothing that talks about it whatsoever. And so, um, you know... I can only go with what I'm seeing, and there's only one, and that's the iPhone 9 for $399. But Apple has already released a uh, statement on how to clean your iPhone uh, to avoid contact with the coronavirus. That's one of the things that a lot of people are more worried about. There's a lot of shutdowns happening. There's shutdowns from the people coming from the UK to the US. Unless you're an American citizen, you'll get through. But if you're from the UK, you're not getting through. Borders are closed up to try and contain the coronavirus spread. And while a lot of people are saying this is mass panic to scare the public or whatever, you still want to be precautious. So if you do pick up a brand new iPhone 11 Pro, Pro Max, or even the iPhone 11, you want to follow precautions. Since these devices are manufactured in China, this is something that you definitely don't want to ignore. Now, originally they were saying because the devices, the iPhone 11, the 11 Pro and Pro Max, are IP68 water and dust resistant, you should be able to wash them in warm, soapy water. But the recommended way of cleaning your iPhone straight out of the box to make sure that you don't contract corona is to actually use 70% isopropyl alcohol wipes or even Clorox wipes and wipe your device down uh, once you take it out the box and to thoroughly clean your hands afterwards, especially with touching every component that's inside the box, which includes the Apple stickers, the manual itself, the charging cable, uh, any of those things that's in there, wash your hands thoroughly and uh, discard the box and everything else. Don't save it. I know some people save the Apple boxes because, you know, when they want to resell the device, since Apple devices do have a high resale value at 70%, um, they usually keep the boxes, but it's recommended that you toss the box away. Um, there's no hurt in that. And it's really at your discretion, too. I would say if you're, like, diehard Apple fan, you want to keep that, you know, the iPhone 11 box, um, use Clorox wipes and just wipe it down thoroughly, and that will kill any bacteria and any virus, anything that's on the box itself. You want to take those precautions. You want to protect yourself from that. So I definitely would say is to follow those guidelines, you know. Um, follow the habit of someone who is OCD, and you can't go wrong, and you won't catch beer flu. So that's pretty much put out there for you guys. Um, Moving on to the next segment, we're going to be talking about the Galaxy S20 Ultra getting some much-hated feedback from the tech community itself, and it's not regarding the performance of the device or Samsung's One UI 2.1 or even the fact of, um, you know, the, the, the build quality. 
it's the price of the device that people are having a hard time as comparing the Galaxy S20 Ultra to something like a Galaxy Note 10 Plus. Um, people are not finding that the pricing is right. And this is the same mistake that Google Pixel has done with the Pixel 4 and the Pixel 3 from previous year. Uh, it's the pricing. You're not gonna you're not gonna get people to 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 jump and bite on a device that costs fifteen hundred dollars. And the only real big change is the fact that it has a one hundred times zoom lens. That's the thing that people are scratching their heads on because there are still photographers who use DSLR cameras and will use different millimeter uh, attachments onto the camera to get that effective shot or using something with a telephoto lens that will get them that shot. And a lot of people are saying that the uh, the 100 times zoom is not as what Samsung claims it to be. And that's a real big, big thing here. Uh, today, most people hold on to their smartphones longer than a year. Like people have awoken from this hamster wheel cycle where they were buying phones every year, upgrading every year. And now people are willing to hold on to their phones much longer. With Google and their Pixel devices, you're guaranteed two software updates and three years of security update support. With the iPhone, we know the iPhone has been supporting the devices for at least five years, okay? The iPhone SE, which came out about five years ago, and the iPhone 6S are still set to get iOS 14. So Apple keeps their old hardware up to date. Google is trying to follow within that footprint, but, you know, it's only really like two software updates and three years of security updates. So about like half the time of what Apple um, supports their older devices. So um, people aren't biting for new phones, and so when you bring out a brand new flagship device that costs $1,500 that's not foldable display like the Galaxy Z Flip or the Galaxy Fold, then, yeah, you're going to have a hard time really selling a device at that price. So I don't blame the tech community for kind of having backlash against it for it um, being $1,500. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> uh, our final topic on the podcast today We're going to be talking about the Escobar Fold 2 And MKBHD's video where he unveiled to the world That the Escobar Fold 2 is just a sticker branded Samsung Galaxy Fold And the craziest thing about that is Is that this company Escobar Is actually run by the brother of Colombian drug lord Pablo Escobar And I did a video talking about it Yes, I have the same last name So people were making fun of me about it And it is what it is um, but this goes to a whole new level of low, if you kind of think about it. Because the first Escobar Fold, the Escobar Fold 1, uh, some content creators got a hold of that device, and nobody who placed an order for it, average consumer, ever got their device, right? So, like, that's kind of sketchy. If you're going to pre-order a device but not actually get it, uh, that's a bit sketchy. All right, we are back from a monetary break here just for just for that second. But anyways, continuing on about the Escobar Fold device. Now, this company seems mad sketchy simply for the fact is that if you watch MKBHD's video on YouTube, he outlines a lot of things that were red flags for him regarding them. Um, one was the fact that they reached out to him asking him if he can guarantee them a video, and uh, he, he declined to do that. So he never got a review unit from them. He did pre-order the Escobar Fold 1. However, they ended up sending him the Escobar Fold 2 after realizing that his actual personal order was for him. And they sent him the Escobar Fold 2. Now, what's even more crazy is never mind the fact of them doing the stuff on their website like ripsamsung.com where it redirects to their website to order an Escobar Fold 2. But he, when he unboxed the Escobar Fold 2, he noticed a striking resemblance to the Samsung Galaxy Fold, which Escobar's company is 
campaigning that they're the the uh, Galaxy Fold killer or the Samsung killer. And upon that, looking at the device, the Escobar Fold 2, he was able to scratch the, the, the side hinge of the, of the device, revealing a Samsung logo. So we know the Escobar Fold 2 is a rebranded Samsung Galaxy Fold. But why are they selling it $1,000 cheaper than the Galaxy Fold? And then it comes to the speculation that only content creators on YouTube are getting this device to review, to sucker people in, then to actually pre-ordering this device. I mean, if you look at the pre-orders for the Escobar Fold 1, nobody got a review, not, not a review unit, but an actual unit. You don't see much of unboxings on YouTube from everyday people who just love to unbox it and then show people what they got. We don't see any of those videos, and that's like what YouTube was mostly done for. Average people just taking a phone or a camera, recording, unboxing a new phone, and then putting it up there for people to see. We don't see any of that. We see content creators with it, but we don't see average consumers with it. And the same is going to happen with the Escobar Fold 2. Now, they do these things where they have like Chris Hansen and some other people basically talk about the Escobar Fold phone and kind of like co-sign the phone. But, I mean... MKBHD pointed out that you can go to a site called Cameo and send a message to, like, you know, a, an influencer, an actor, a musician of what to say in a 10-second clip, and they will do it for you. They will make that, right? So you can have Lil Wayne give you a shout-out for your birthday, and you pay for it, and Cameo will send you a video that Lil Wayne recorded a video saying happy birthday to you. So you can literally get anyone to basically, like, co-sign and advertise your device, and... It's a, total, it's a total cluster mess, which is, again, sketchy. So if anyone was to ask me, should they consider ordering the Escobar Fold 2 because it's much cheaper than the Galaxy Fold? I'd say no. Because one, you're probably not going to get the device. And two, look how mad sketchy it is. It's really shady for a company to do that. Like, there's, There are companies that are popping up out of the woodwork that are just literally literally scamming people and th that's totally sad so for the escobar company and yes i know people that is my last name you're gonna make fun of me i got it but i can't co-sign it nobody can co-sign it because it's mad sketchy and i would tell anyone to just steer clear of it anyways guys so that's pretty much it for today's episode on the podcast hopefully you guys enjoyed the topics that we discussed today um and i do apologize you know there's a lot going on here in my place but um, it is what it is. Hopefully you guys enjoyed what I had to say. If you guys um, did, please share this on your favorite sources, your favorite social medias like Twitter, Facebook, and all that good stuff. Um, follow the YouTube channel if you guys want to. And um, yes, I will come back next week and we'll have further to discuss. So until then, as always, aloha.